This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast, Football Friday Podcast for week number 13, which began last night with a 41-35, very, very tough game for the Cowboys, who came away with a win, were unimpressive, and honestly, Pete Carroll got back on the plane last night, not a very happy guy because his team had plenty of chances and really screwed up some fourth-down plays that could have made them a winner last night in a game they desperately needed. And this was one of the strange games. First of all, no punts. No punts. In the game. I mean, I think that is just the fifth game in NFL history where there was not a recorded punt in the game, plus 257 penalty yards in the game, which is an absurd amount. I mean, that's an absurd amount of accepted penalties. And there were drives, like the Cowboy drive to take the lead. That drive must have had five defensive penalties for Seattle on that one drive. It was crazy how many flags were on the field last night. Now, I'm coming to you from WRHU, which is the uh, pride and joy of Hofstra University. They have one of the great radio stations, college radio stations in the country. They've, you know, they've won the Marconi, which is uh, obviously a very big deal for these college stations. But I've seen a lot of them. And this one, which I've been to before, I'm using it this week because I had some problems. They were tearing up my street, so I couldn't use my home studio. So they were nice enough here to accommodate me at Hofstra, so I thank them for that. So we're coming to you from the uh, Palatial Studios, and they're really nice, as a matter of fact, of WRHU, which is the home of the Islander Network, and, of course, all Hofstra athletics, including their uh, pretty good basketball team. So uh, that's where we are right now at WRHU. Now, buys this week. Last set of buys in the NFL this week. Giants, Bills, Ravens, Bears, Raiders, and Vikings. Jets, of course, hosting the Falcons. Giants have the week off back in action next week, and they'll decide what they're going to do with quarterback because they have a decision to make if Taylor's ready to play. Uh, But they'll be back in action next week. The Jets are playing the Falcons at home. They've lost four straight games, and now, of course, all the talk, the nonsensical talk, is about Rodgers. But remember this. Rodgers, now that he is back trying to make medical history as he comes back in insane fashion that quickly from his uh, injury. But he is back on the practice field, not obviously taking any contact. He says he's a long way from playing, but he's also made it very clear that, A, he won't play if the Jets are not in competition. So if the Jets are dead, and the only way the Jets aren't going to be dead is if they run the table. So they have to start winning starting this week against the Falcons. They have to start winning now or they have no chance anyway. He won't come back if the games are meaningless in terms of the standings. And he will not come back if he does not feel that he is very close to 100%, although he did already caution everyone that he wouldn't be 100%. And that's why 
it is honestly, I don't mind that they have this to look forward to as they head towards Christmas. And it puts a little bit of sunshine into what has been an awful, awful, ugly jet season. But let's be realistic, folks. There is not a chance in the world any front office, any ownership with a brain in its head would ever allow him back on the field this year behind that offensive line. He would never be 100%. He is 40 years old. That's part of it anyway. He doesn't move like he used to move. He's been injured the last couple of years after being injured very few times in his career. He's had trouble getting through a season anyway. But to bring him back behind one of the worst offensive lines we've seen in years would be so stupid. Could you imagine, just imagine, if he came back and the Jets have, you know, where they're not eliminated yet, but it would take a miracle for them to get in. They'd have to win out and tiebreakers. And he comes back and plays and he gets re-injured. Could you, and he is out to start of next year or gone completely. And he has to retire. Could you imagine the fallout from that? Why would the Jets, and listen, the Jets lead the world in dumb decisions, okay? Their owner's a fool, and their front office doesn't have a clue. We know that for years. I mean, these are the Jets we're talking about, okay? But this decision would be so over-the-top stupid to let him near the playing field this year. I don't even take it seriously. First of all, I don't think they're going to be in a position – to even be alive when he comes back on Christmas Eve if he couldn't even come back. And that's the date we're talking about is Christmas Eve. Uh, if it's even remotely possible, I don't think he'll be alive, number one, so that ends it there. Number two, I don't think he is going to look in the mirror and say, I'm ready to go out and face a pass rush. I'm ready to go out and face a team that needs a game. Think about it. These teams they play down a stretch may need a game to get into the playoffs. You think they're going to take it easy on him? You don't think they're going to take shots at him when they can? You're going to put him back at less than 100% at his age and his value to the franchise next year? Hey, all he should be thinking about, all he should be thinking about is next year. Hopefully he has a season left in him. We know how talented he is. Aaron Rodgers is without question one of the best handful of quarterbacks in the history of the sport. I believe in my lifetime of watching football, he is as physically gifted as any quarterback I have ever seen when you take into into account his instincts, his accuracy, his ability to move, all those things that he brings to 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 the sport and to the game which make him so special, they will be limited if he ever tries to come back behind that offensive line. And you forget what it would be like to face live fire at that point. It would be a lot harder than he's even calculated. So this is foolhardy. It's okay to talk about it, but if it ever comes to fruition, it would be one of the dumbest moves in the history of football. Just played the Falcons this week. Falcons are a strange team. that then They have talent. They play an incredibly, incredible number of close games. Every game they play seems to be decided in the final seconds. But they have a habit of blowing these games. And I could actually see them losing to the Jets this week because I could see them turning the ball over. And that's one thing the Jets can do is they can turn people over. They can't score. We know that. 
Their offensive line can't play. But they can turn people over. And like the Dolphin game, if they hadn't gotten just crazy with that interception off the Hail Mary, the Jets were right in that game because of the turnovers in the final minute. They can collect turnovers. They could do that against the Falcons. That's why I think it'll be a very close game. Colts at 6-5, and five, very much alive. Against the Titans, who aren't alive, who are finishing the, finishing the season out, but will try under Vrabel, who is probably headed elsewhere, could be headed to New England. If Belichick leaves, the leading candidate to go to New England is Vrabel. He's had a great run in Tennessee. It's coming to an end. Taylor's out, thumb surgery. I don't know if he'll return this year or not. He's definitely out the next two weeks. He was just starting to play like Taylor. It's a big hit. They obviously are playing with a backup quarterback. Who can play, though, in Mincho? But losing Taylor hurts. They do have Moss, but that still hurts. Chargers at Pats. It's hard to actually watch the Pats play. Watch Belichick on the sidelines. Watch those uniforms on the field and see them play at this level. They are pitiful now. Their quarterbacks can't play dead. They are terrible. They lose a game to the Giants 10-7 last week because their quarterbacks can't play, and then they miss a chip shot field goal that would have sent them into overtime. They're 2-9. and nine. The Chargers are an incredibly disappointing 4-7. and seven. And this game is quite ironic because I have said this before. I don't know what Bill Belichick's future is in New England. I don't have any idea. He wouldn't tell me anyway. We've never gotten along. The bottom line is, if he leaves, and I think there's a distinct chance that maybe that both sides up there think it's time. There's a lot of rumors about him going to Washington. Why go to Washington and face a rebuilding? If he leaves and he wants to break Shula's all-time win record, which he clearly does, the place for him to go is one of two places. One, if Buffalo shouldn't, doesn't make the playoffs and they decide to make a coaching change, which I don't know that either of those two will happen, but if they should, if that should happen, and that job open, that is a perfect spot for Belichick. Cold weather, quarterback in place, team in place, and he could win immediately there. The other team is the Chargers. Quarterback in place, wide receivers in place. And the one thing Belichick has trouble with is finding real good offensive players. It's not his strength. He'll build you the rest of the team. He'll build you great defense. He'll build you great special teams. He does an incredible job with the secondary. He devises brilliant game plans, but he does not pick offensive players well. At quarterback, most people don't. And at wide receiver, he doesn't. But it'll be fascinating just to have that speculation because these are two teams who have been bitterly disappointing. And they'll be on the field this week. There's no question Chargers are going to have a new coach. Is it Harbaugh? Maybe. I think there's a good chance he leaves Michigan. He could go to Carolina. They can talk to him now. Carolina can't talk to anybody else until the second round of the playoffs. Until the uh, divisional playoff weekend, you cannot contact any other team. Um, He could go there. He could maybe go to the Chargers. I told you there's a lot of buzz about Belichick and Washington. I don't know if this accurate or not, but there is a lot of buzz about that. And we'll see what happens here. Uh, Lions come off a terrible Thanksgiving loss, really a terrible game they played. They were really never in the game against the Packers. who just beat them up. Uh, they go on the road now where they've been good this year. They get the Saints, who are not good. And 
this is not only the last chance for the Saints, who lost a tough game last week, but it's a very big game for the Lions because the Lions, last thing they want to do is come off that Thanksgiving game, have had 11 days off, and now lose again to the Saints. They need a win. They gave up getting the one seed when they lost on Thanksgiving Day, but they don't face a tough schedule except they have a game with the Cowboys. Other than that, they play the Vikings twice, and they play this game today against the Saints. I think the Lions will bounce back. They've been good on the road, and I think they are too much for the Saints who have been really disappointing. They have not played well in any, in any facet of the game. Cards, Steelers. Steelers do it with mirrors, but this week they'll do it with defense. They do it with defense and mirrors. They don't play offense. They get outgained every week, but their defense shows up every week. They're well coached, and they amazingly have seven wins. You have a team that should have three wins, maybe four. They have seven. Why? Because they have a habit of winning close games and their defense shows up in big spots. They'll win again here and they'll get to 8-4. and four. The Steelers are going to make the playoffs. Dolphins, with their offense on the road against Washington, which just fired their defensive coordinator after the Giant game, Jack Del Rio. They were embarrassed after the Giant game and then the Thanksgiving game against Washington against the Cowboys. They decided they would change defensive coordinators. It's not Jack Del Rio's fault. Their secondary is non-existent. They have no personnel. Facing the Dolphins with their speed, and I don't know if Ashawn's going to play or not. If Ashawn plays, it's even more speed. But without him, they'll be able to do whatever they want against Washington. With him, they might put up a 50 spot on Washington this week. Uh, that's how bad this matchup is. The fish will just explode on Washington, which is just playing out the string. Ron Rivera is a very classy man. He's had a great career. He had a great career as a player. He's had a good career as a coach. He's playing out the string in Washington. This will be his fourth straight losing season, and he's going to be gone after this year. New ownership in Washington. And clearly, like I said, there's a lot of rumors about Belichick there. Broncos, think about Sean Payton. A couple of weeks into the season, after Miami put a 70 spot on them, they were 0-3. They were the laughing stock of the league. He had made the comments about Hackett, came back to bite him. Now they've won five straight games. They're 6-5, and five, and you see why Sean Payton is the coach that he is. He has put everything back in place. They've been better on offense. Wilson's been better at quarterback. They've been smarter on defense. They've been better on special teams. Uh, and they get an interesting game this week against the Texans. Both teams 6-5, and five, both teams thinking playoffs. Texans lost a tough one last week to Jacksonville. This is going to be a very, very interesting game. Uh, one thing that I've noticed about Stroud, who has been so good, is he is getting a little cocky in his approach where he is trying to throw passes now and fit balls into places where early in the season he didn't try to go there. Now he's had some success. He's had some really big days. He's gotten a lot of attention. He's gotten a lot of credit. And now he has started to throw a couple of interceptions because he's trying to throw balls in places where he should think better about it and not try to fit the ball in. Because you know what? There's some throws you should make and some throws you shouldn't make. And he's had some of those this last couple of weeks. Now, he's had a great season, and they have explosive players. So it's going to be interesting to see here against this Denver defense. Very good game. The winner is going to be thinking seriously at 7-5 and five about making the playoffs. So it's a very big game. 
Panthers at 1-10 make the coaching change. Frank Wright became the first coach in NFL history, well, since the merger in 1970, to be fired back-to-back years. It has not happened anywhere in the NFL. It now has happened. Wright's gone. Now they finished the season. They're out shopping for a coach. But remember, they cannot talk to anybody in the NFL until the second week of the playoffs, until the division weekend. They can talk to college coaches. That's why Harbaugh's name comes up. Tepper, who's a Wall Street whiz, has found that running a football team is no fun. He has been through a bunch of coaches. He has been through a bunch of money. And he's had nothing but losses for his, uh, for his trouble. And I think he probably thought, hey, you know, I'm a wizard at Wall Street. I'm a, you know, one of these hedge fund guys who made a ton of money picking stocks. This is going to be easy. Well, he's found out it's not so easy. And a lot of times these rich guys find out that sports is not as easy as they think it is. It's not child's play when it comes to running these franchises. You know, they think it is, but it's not. From a distance, they think it is, but it's not. It's a lot tougher than you think, especially in the NFL. Bucks, they've been okay. They haven't been great. They haven't been terrible. It's kind of left them in limbo a little bit, but they should get another win here. Browns at 7-4, and four, too bad their defense just can't get a quarterback to play. They've been banged up at quarterback. Now they could be down to a third-string quarterback. We don't know yet about who's going to quarterback this week. They're at the Rams. The Rams are dangerous. The Rams are a little healthier now. When they're healthy, they're dangerous. They have players. They're obviously well-coached. So this is a tough game for the Browns on the road. One they need at 7-4. and four. Uh, Otherwise, this Brown team could wind up because of their offensive woes and the fact that, let's be honest, they lost a great running back early in the season in Chubb. They've lost their starting quarterback. Now they've lost their backup quarterback. That's tough to do. Their defense is great, especially at home. And it will be very tough to win in Cleveland the rest of the way where it's going to be cold, windy, rainy. You know how it is in Cleveland this time of year. And their defense at home is a terror. So they'll be very tough in those games. But on the road, it's a little tougher for them. This will be a tough game this week. Nine is at Eagles, the marquee game of the week and one of the great games of the season and a fascinating game. Remember, the Niners have been waiting all year to get back in the Eagles. The Eagles are 10-1. and one, but they're an unimpressive 10-1. and one. They've come from behind three straight weeks. They've been outgained in recent games. They haven't looked overly impressive, but they keep winning. Here they are, the Eagles, at 10-1 and one, at home, and they're a three-point underdog in this game against the Niners. So the odds makers are saying to you, hey, we think San Francisco isn't just better. This game's not pick them. It's Niners minus three. We think they're significantly better. And it's going to be fascinating to see because the Eagles, who are 10 and 1, the Cowboys are 9 and 3, the Niners are 8 and 3. The Eagles play Niners this week and then next week at Dallas. So when you're thinking about the top of the, divi- the, top of the NFC and who's going to be the one seed and who's going to have the best shot to get to the Super Bowl this year, well, you're going to watch a lot of that unfold here in the next two weeks as the Niners will play the Eagles, then the Cowboys and the Eagles will meet again. Eagles have already beaten the Cowboys once. Chiefs are the Sunday night game against the Packers. Packers are playing better. Their quarterback is playing better. Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. But one thing they have to do is they have to solidify their second target behind Kelsey. We know what Kelsey can do. And obviously now 
everyone, you know, has seen enough and heard enough about Kelsey, obviously, uh, because of his, you know, off-the-field decisions. But we know how good he is at tight end. We know what kind of target he is. They need to find a guy that they can believe in who's going to run the right routes, who is going to catch the ball in traffic, who is going to make the clutch catch for them the rest of the way. I think it's Rice. They've been searching for that guy all season. Their defense, I think, is the best that Andy Reid's had in Kansas City. And remember, he has won two Super Bowls, so I think this is the best defense he's had. I think the the Chiefs are going to have a very big finish. Packers, off that big win, are thinking playoffs. They've been up and down all year. This is an interesting game on Sunday night at home against Kansas City. And then Monday night, the Bengals and the Jaguars. Now, the Bengals, let's be honest, they can talk the talk, but it's over. I thought the Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I thought this was the season. But Burrow started off with the injury to start the season, and now he's gone for the season. So the fall-off is significant. They're having trouble getting the ball to chase. Higgins has been hurt. Now they get the Jaguars, who are 8-3. and three. Jaguars haven't gotten enough respect, but people should look up and realize they're winning their division. They're going to win it a dance. They're 8-3, and three, and they could really be a significant factor in the playoffs. You have the Ravens, you have the Chiefs, you have Miami, and you have Jacksonville. All four of those teams in, in very solid position in their divisions. And Jacksonville, probably with the easiest run of all four divisions, and they're playing very solid football. And it amazes me how many naysayers they are because, you know what, this is a young team with a very good young quarterback with some really good young players that is very close. Went to the playoffs last year, made the great comeback, has won a playoff game. Played well in the playoff game they lost, and now are 8-3. and three. And I think they are headed in the right direction. And on Monday night, I think they'll win again because the Bengals, you know what, it's just not the same without Burrow. And it's, let's be honest, it's all done. They're 5-6 and six and going nowhere. And it's just a tough season. You know, it started off badly. They were banged up, and now they're banged up. And there's going to be changes there. They've been there for like three years now. When you're there for three years, like Buffalo faces now, or Cincinnati faces now, you have guys come up on contracts who don't want to stay anymore because they want to get paid. They have thought about making their run and winning the Super Bowl. It hasn't happened yet, but they want to get paid now, and they're going to lose one of their big three wide receivers. They're probably going to lose Higgins. He's going to leave. And they can keep Boyd. They're obviously going to keep Chase. But they're going to have changes on defense. They're going to have changes on the offensive line. They're going to have changes at wide receiver. And that's going to change a little bit, even with Burrow healthy next year. And he makes a big difference because I think Burrow is, other than Mahomes, is the best quarterback in the league right now. And losing him, and he's, let's be honest, he was healthy for about two weeks this year. That's made a big difference. As we said, buys for the Giants, the Bills, the Ravens, the Bears, the Raiders, and the Vikings. And, again, a lot of big games. The backside of both conferences, those sixth and seventh playoff spots, those back wild cards are going to be very, I mean, very, very interesting. And they're going to go right to the wire, especially in the AFC. But in the NFC, Philly, San Francisco, Dallas, Detroit, you know they're going to be sitting there in the one, two, three, four spots. 
in the AFC, Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami, same thing. Does Buffalo make it? Does Pittsburgh make it? Does Cleveland make it? The fight there in the AFC is going to be very interesting to the finish, and even in the NFC, where if you right now have six losses, you're not out of it yet. You probably can dream the dream for a couple more weeks. If you can get a winning streak going, you can maybe sneak in. When you have that seventh and eighth loss, it's a little different. But at six losses, you got to be thinking about it. And you come out of a game like the Broncos this week or the Texans who were six and five. Someone's coming out of there seven and five. They're thinking seriously about going to the postseason. The broadcast, of course, brought to you by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Remember, for all of your wagering needs as we hit this crazy football time of the year, between now and the Super Bowl, when you count all the big games, like the big games this weekend in college football, starting tonight with Oregon and Washington, tomorrow Georgia and Alabama, Michigan, of course, playing a very anemic Iowa team that plays good defense but doesn't have the offense. So... We'll start to set up the college Final Four. You got all the bowl games. You got all the NFL. So remember, just go to Bet Rivers, download the app, the ever improving app. And remember, you can play the Squares game and for as little as $10, maybe win $10,000 in bonus money. So check that out too. Now, when we come back, your emails right after. This. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Send your emails to Mike Francesa Podcast at gmail.com. Mike Francesa Podcast at gmail.com. We start with Wilson this week. What position do you think the Giants need the biggest upgrade at? Well, they need a lot, but clearly the Giants have not gotten the offensive line right. They have spent a lot of picks on it. They have spent a lot of resources on it, and they have yet to get the line right. Until they get the line right, nothing is going to get better. Do they need other things? Yes. Do they need help in other places, both sides of the ball? Absolutely. But until they get the offensive line right, nothing is going to work. And as far as the quarterback goes, if you're in a position, even with Jones coming back, to draft a quarterback you like, you take him. You take him and you put him on the sidelines and let him learn for a couple of years behind Jones and go from there. But there's nothing wrong with taking a quarterback if you feel there's somebody there you really like. Joey, it does appear Rodgers will return this season. Do you think the team is afraid to tell him what to do and uh, to not play this season? I think that's the $64,000 question. I think Rodgers gets to do whatever he wants. I think he's clearly showed that this year. The coaches he wants are there. That's why Hackett's there, even though he's inept. He's brought in players this year, and the players that he wanted, none of them have played well. None of them. And they need to get to a point here. Now, I understand that when you bring in a player like of this magnitude, this is a iconic player. We understand that. We understand what he brings in terms of his resume, in terms of his credibility, all of it. We understand. But there comes a point where you have to understand that his job is to play. You didn't bring him here to run the franchise. You didn't bring him here to cut the roster. 
You didn't bring him here to draft players. You didn't bring him here to pick coaches. You brought him here to play. And there has to be a fine line. And if we don't reach it and he demands to play this season and they let him on the field, they show that they are just not only inept but just completely weak because you know what? They're either in charge or they're not. And right now, I think you raise a great question because I'm not sure they know how to say no to Rodgers because on anything he's wanted so far, they have never said no. Chris, you weren't sold on the bills. Now they're struggling. What are they missing? Well, they've had a lot of defensive injuries, number one. Number two, they, I don't know that they've ever completely healed whatever has happened between Allen and Diggs. Number three, Allen has fallen into traps of trying to do too much at times, and he continues, even when he plays well, like the Eagle game. He played superbly in the Eagle game until he made the fatal interception the fatal mistake again in the fourth quarter that turned the game around. See, your games have a rhythm to them, and they have a way that they're flowing. In that game, that game was flowing between the Bills being up three and the Bills being up ten. And you were playing in between those numbers. And then when he threw a pick, now the Eagles are in front. So now you're playing a completely different game because now the Eagles have the lead. For the first time, they were playing from behind. It was three. It was 10. It was three. It was 10. Bills were in charge. Bills were in charge. They didn't score before the half, which was critical. They got screwed because they didn't get a a horse collar call. That was a bad one. But then they missed the field goal down there. Well, it really got blocked. But the bottom line is once you get that and it breaks, it changed everything. And from that point, the Eagles were in command. They were in command of the game. And then in overtime, He has a walk-in touchdown. Now, I've been told, I have to admit it's someone who is friends with Allen. I'm not. I don't know him. But they told me that the receiver, Davis, made the mistake on the play where he threw the ball up, which it should have been a touchdown. He threw the pass to one spot. The receiver broke towards the flag. The receiver was wrong, my understanding. Receiver went the wrong way. Allen was right, but he wasn't right when he threw the pick in the fourth quarter, and that pick was the one in a great game, one mistake that was fatal again. And you can't make those mistakes as many times as he makes them, and I think that has crippled, absolutely crippled the Bills. But I think the other thing is they have not been able to overcome the defensive losses they've had, and that has hurt them because the Bills' defense is just not what it was. Uh, Thomas, who is your current MVP of the 2023 NFL season? Great question. I would tell you right now that I don't have one, that I think right now it is wide open. Absolutely wide open. I think, first of all, it's a quarterback's league. Unless you have an insanely good season, do something very special in terms of number of sacks or – break records at running back or wide receiver, most likely the quarterback is going to be the MVP. It's just the way the league is set up now. And this year, there aren't that many quarterbacks having great years. So it is wide open right now, and I think it's to be won. But I think there is 
legitimately four to six serious candidates, and nobody has a real leg up at the, as the present time. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.